So the year was 1987. I was a young, Lee and I were young, Lee still is young, 30-year-old whose life was just beginning to take off. I had just opened up my own brokerage, insurance brokerage firm with another man. Life was beginning to look really good. We were the parents of two young boys, and we had always hoped that we would round our family off with a young girl. And so we were excited the day that the doctor told us that Lee once again was pregnant with a child. I'll get through it. The emotions are still a little raw. Um, we remember the excitement that we felt that day in the office when the doctor told us that. And we went home. We rearranged the house. We were thinking, well, we can put the two boys in one room and if it's a girl, she can have her own room and we'll just spoil her to death. And we picked out her name and we had settled on that and we were all very excited and the families were all excited and as the pregnancy progressed, we became more and more attached to this new life that was coming into the world. And so you might imagine the day we went to the doctor and we saw that face on the nurse's face as she did the sonogram and that look of concern came over her. We both knew at that moment something was wrong. And she did the perfunctory, let us go get the doctor and let him take a look. He came back in and he examined Lee with the sonogram again. And he said, guys, I'm really sorry. Your baby's not going to make it. You can imagine the bewilderment we felt, the sadness, the sense of loss the wonderment of how could we be so attached to someone we've never met? How could we be so glued to a human that we've never known? That we would feel our hearts be ripped out and begin to question, God, what are you doing? Why us? Why this baby? The well-wishers came. The words came. People said the best that they could say. But there was never that sense of someone telling us something that would give us an intrinsic, a deep sense of comfort. There was a great loss. Maybe you too have experienced that kind of loss. Maybe you have, seized, you have a season of bewilderment. Maybe you have that season of, God, I don't know why I've lost my job. I don't know what you're doing in my life. I don't know why I lost my spouse. I don't know why I've lost my joy. All of those feelings of loss and bewilderment are profound and that's some sense of what Abram is feeling in this 15th chapter. That he realizes that God had promised him back in chapter 12 that he was going to make a great nation out of him. 
that he would bless him and that he would protect him and and take care of him and that that Abram maybe even had a sense of at that moment that life was going to be magical and nothing was going to harm me and there would never be any conflict and there would never be any loss there'd never be any kind of 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 issues because God had promised that he would bless me and bless those who blessed me and curse those who cursed me and yet we find here in this 14th chapter Abram finds himself at war and finds himself in a battle and finds himself in conflicts with kings who want to offer him the world and offer him comfort in his share of the loot that had been taken during the the battle. And at the end of this 14th chapter, Abram says, No, I swore an oath. I won't take one thing from your hand that would make me seem rich in the eyes of the world. Only from God will I receive. And so it's in that 15th chapter, this first verse, we see where it says, After these things, speaking of the war, speaking of the promises, speaking of God's covenant with Abraham, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. It says, Abram, fear not. Because even in conflict, even in war, even in sorrow, even in tension, even in loss, I'm your shield. I'm with you. I promise. And not only that, Abram, I'm your reward. I will be your blessing. My presence with you will be everything that you could ever desire. My love for you will never depart. Abram here then exposes the human heart. Does he not? Lord, that's really sweet. Thank you so much for that promise. But you know what? I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't have a kid. You see the tension that Abraham's feeling? That sense of bewilderment, that sense of, I don't understand. God's, God's coming to that confusion with Abram to offer him a promise that says, Abram, behold, I'm your shield, I'm your reward. That's the promise. Abraham's response, yeah, but how can you, how can you fulfill your promise to me? Because the thing that you've promised to me, I don't have. An heir. I have no offspring. And then it says the word of the Lord came to him again. and says, I promise you this, this servant of yours won't be your heir. But look to the heavens. I'm going to give you someone that will bless you beyond your ability to count. I'm going to bless you beyond your ability to understand. I'm promising you, Abram, I'm going to come through for you in a way that you can't even begin to imagine. I'm going to give you everything in a way that you can't even see yet. I'm going to just take you through this cycle. God commands Abram. Back in chapter 12, He commands Abram to do this. To move. To go. 
to trust me, to exhibit faith. Abram, I command you, go. You might imagine Abraham's bewilderment coming out of a pagan background, coming out of a country that he's comfortable in, his own comfort zone, his own things around him. And then this person who he's never met before, this, this God of the universe comes to him and says, Abram, I call you to go. You might imagine that Abram is wondering, where? Where do you want me to go? Where are you commanding me to go? Well, I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm just going to tell you to a land that I will show you as you're going. So we see this cycle beginning with God's command, in this case telling Abram, move towards a place that I will show you. Move towards a place that you and I might call and understand as home. Abram, I'm calling you out of a foreign land, out of a foreign world, to move you in a direction that I will give you as home. The second part of this cycle comes this way, that God then gives Abram the invitation to believe. Follow me to this land that I will show you. And then in verse or chapter 15, he gives him the ultimate conclusion to this promise that if you'll follow me, here's the promise. You'll have a son. And through this son, the world will be blessed. And then the third part of this cycle is that God truly does bless the obedience and the trusting of Abram by giving him all of who God is. You see that story of Abram? That story of God's command, an invitation for Abram to believe in God's promise to him through the command, and then the blessing that comes from the obedience to the command. How does that story, how does this reality relate to you and I? Well, God commands you and I to go into places we can't yet see, maybe. And oftentimes, God calls us to go into places that are dark for us. Maybe it's the places of our own pain. Maybe it's the places of our own sinfulness. Maybe it's the places of unforgiveness and bitterness. Maybe it's the place of distrust. Not only other persons, but also distrust of God and that He really can do good things for us. But God comes into your life this morning, He comes into my life this morning through His Word with the same command to us to understand He has called you and I out for the journey home. Now what God reveals to Abram in these verses is that His home is the land that I will show you. And He displays for him eventually this place that you and I refer to as the promised land. But he also, we know over history that the children of Abraham never fully took possession of this promised land. Why? Because this promised land represented something much larger, much bigger. It represented that the offspring of Abram, these stars for which you and I are named, would inherit a land that was much larger than anything that could be measured by man. 
In Hebrews chapter 11, we understand that Abraham was seeking a city not made by the hands of men, but by the hands of God. And that he never saw that promise fulfilled on earth, but he sees that promise now. Because you see, that promise is the home of our redemption. The real heaven, the new earth. That God has called you and I out by faith to follow him through this wilderness of this life towards our home with him. And so each one of us are on this journey of faith, this journey of a promise. And it's in that promise that you and I are invited to believe God every day that we walk through this sand. It's the same cycle for us that you and I, even though we have conflict, even though we have struggles, even though we have pain, even though we have uh, things that come into our life that disturb us, that turn us upside down, the same promise is with us. Fear not. I'm your shield. I'm your reward. Let me just ask you to think about that with me for a moment. What are you facing right now? What's going on in your life right now that keeps you up at three in the morning and you're worried so deeply about? Hear the Word of God. It's right there that He comes to meet you and tell you, I'm your shield. I'm your reward. I promise. And in that promise, He offers you and me the invitation to believe He's got it under control. That things are working out how He wants them to work out. And those things that He wants to and will bless you with, if you will trust Him, and allow Him to work His plan out, it will be beyond measure. How could Abram follow God? How can you and I follow God and engage this invitation to believe? Let me give you three, three things I saw Abram do in his relationship to the Father. One is he trusted the integrity of the promise maker. He trusted in the integrity of the promise maker. He believed God, it says. He believed the nature of who God is. He believed the magnificence of one who could speak to him out of the universe. One who would come to him in intimacy. One who would come to him in grace and in mercy. One who would open up his arms to him and say, Abram, I'm calling you to be mine. I'm calling you to be at home with me. I'm calling you into redemption. Obey me and come to me. And I will be your shield. I'll give you great comfort. And I will give you the blessing of intimacy with me. Don't you see, Abram? Come, come, come. And Abraham looks at this type of person, this type of universe of God that would come, this person named Yahweh that would come and say, Abram, I've come to you so that you can know my integrity 
is true. I didn't allow you to figure me out. I didn't wait for you to come and search me out. My heart was to come and get you, Abram. And it's in that integrity of one who loves that way that Abram says, I trust the promise. Well, the second thing, other than the integrity of the promise maker, he also trusts the ability of the promise maker. When he takes him outside and shows him the stars, he's also revealing to him the creator of those stars. He's revealing the one who made all these things to Abram. And he's saying, Abram, if I can make a star with my spoken word, I can give you a son. Abram, if I can make this universe and be outside of it and yet fill it, I promise I can deal with whatever your problem is. You see, Abram looked and saw, not only is this, per- this person God reaching to me, but this person who is God is reaching to me out of his omnipotence, out of his all-powerfulness. And he's saying, Abram, I have the ability to make your wildest dreams come true. And then thirdly, not only the integrity and the ability, but also the ultimate application of the promise given. Abram, every desire will be filled in that day that that son of yours is born. As we look forward just a bit, and we will over the next couple of weeks, of this coming of Isaac, the son of Abraham, this miracle son. You can imagine the sense of restoration, the sense of fulfillment, the sense of, yes, God, yes, thank you. Yea, God, you came through for me. You didn't have to. You didn't need to. You just desired to. And you came through for me. It's this same application that you and I are to use in the dark places of our life that we're facing right now. Entrust in the integrity of the one who is calling you to trust him. That even now, through these words and through his word, he's calling to you, trust me. I'm there with you. I see where you're at. I see what you're going through. I know your pain. I made you. I know what's in store for you. Trust that I would come to you and in that integrity that I desire to make my plans come true for you. And then trust in his ability to do so. When it says that Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness, this word believe in the Hebrew is where we get the root word for amen. It's as though Abraham says, amen, God, yes. Yes, it's true. I come in affirmation. I come into agreement. I come into submission that everything that you have promised is as though it's already happened. Amen, God. 
Amen. And it's in that Amen that Abraham finds the righteousness that God would have for him. This word righteousness is also a very interesting word. It's a, it's a combination of two words. It's a word that means righteousness applied, righteousness given. It's a word that would later be used to refer to the Messiah who would come, the, the Messiah from the King David, that he would be the righteous branch. It's that same righteousness that you and I have in Christ that was applied to Abram in this day. So that as Abram said, yes, Lord, I believe in your integrity. Yes, Lord, I believe you are the one who has the ability. Yes, Lord, I believe in the application of your promise to my life. Yes, Lord, I trust you no matter what. I will follow. I will be obedient. I will go where you tell me to go. And I will stay where you tell me to stay. And I will do it no matter what my circumstances say to me. It's there that you find the amen to your life. It's there that you and I realize that everything that you have ever desired, everything that God has called you out to, is found in the Son. In the same way that Abram was rewarded with the Son, you and I are rewarded with Jesus. In the way that Abram was blessed with Isaac, you and I are blessed with a better Isaac. That God has sealed His promise to you and I and that He would keep His promise with the promise of His Son. And that because His Son had the ability to be the very righteousness of God, He offers you and I the opportunity to believe in that righteousness as our own. And even this morning, He calls you and I out to say, Come, come to Me. Follow me. It's my heart to reach out to you. I have the ability to give you myself through my son, Jesus. And if you will do what the son tells you to do, you will own all the stars. You will have all that which is his. As your very own. It's there that you and I find the strength to make it through the darkest hour. Because God has promised us through His Son Jesus that the land, the new heaven, the new earth, that He will get us there to inherit it fully. By the blessing of His Son's righteousness applied to us. Where are you today? Are you living afraid 
to say, Lord, yes, I'll go? Are you looking at the invitation to believe and saying, Lord, I don't know that I can? Once again, hear the Lord say, He has the ability to do it. I suppose one of the highest elements of love is trust. You know, one of the highest ways you and I can express our love to God is to trust Him. That means we trust Him with our circumstances. We trust Him with our dreams. We trust Him with our loved ones. We trust Him with our future. We trust Him that He'll get us home before dark. We, we completely hand over all control of our own life into the control of His life for us. It is the ultimate application of our love for Him. It is the ultimate obedience of our love for Him. To trust Him. So God gives you this invitation this morning to believe. How will you respond? You know, we never had that little girl. And I tell you that we trusted God as best we could through these next two years before God blessed us with identical twin boys. And in many ways, those boys have been a double blessing to Lee and I in a way we would have never known had we not trusted God with our future. Wherever you are right now, understand you can't see what's going to happen next. But trust Him with it. And you'll find your blessing will be a double portion. Let's pray.